On today's episode, I share a story that's a little bit embarrassing for me, but one that highlights a common pitfall that we all get caught up in. Curious to hear how it all plays out? Well, then let's get to it. If there's anything I've learned from my time caring for the seriously ill, it's to appreciate the extraordinary gift of this thing we call life. Hi, I'm Dr. Kathy Zhang, palliative care physician, author, and speaker. And my goal is to bring the clarity, purpose, and meaning often found at the end of life to help you live your best and most fulfilling existence now. I truly believe everyone on this planet has a purpose, and it's my mission to help you filter out the noise and discover yours. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Purpose Filter. How are you today? I hope you're doing well, wherever you are. I hope you can just take a deep breath. Let it out. And we'll just spend a little bit of time together. So we are at episode 10, which I'm super excited about because, you know, a couple months ago, I didn't think that this was going to happen. So since we are at episode 10, I thought maybe I could tell you a bit of an embarrassing story. I feel like we've gotten to know each other a little bit. So, you know, why not? We're all amongst friends here. And stick with me because there's an important pitfall here, even though the story may or may not be very relatable for you. But it's a pitfall that I hope I can help prevent you from falling victim to because I had to learn my lesson the hard way. So, Let's flash back to January 2020, pre-pandemic. Everything was hunky-dory the way it usually was. My two best girlfriends and I decide that we should have a girl's trip to Paris because you know what? We work hard and we deserve it. And as an aside, so do you. But anyhow, so we we decide to go. We're going to treat ourselves to some good food, some girl time together and some shopping. And we go over MLK weekend because we were like, hey, and it's an extra day that we're going to have off that we don't have to take a vacation day for. Great. We had all been to Paris before, so it was nice to go and not have to do the usual kind of touristy stuff. And so we went and we had a blast. We, you know, walked around the Marais and popped in and out of boutiques. We went to the Musée d'Orsay because I just you know, we all kind of love that place. And we ate all the croissants and desserts we could. It was glorious. And because it was January, it was pretty cold. I'm not going to lie. Now, we had all been working for several years and we had been planning this trip for, you know, a while. So we had been saving up and certainly at least for myself and I think for my friends as well, we had never really had any sort of luxury shopping experience before. And it's weird when you kind of, and surreal, at least for me, when when you go in there and there are things that are thousands and thousands of dollars and they're like, hey, do you want champagne while you shop? And you kind of are just like, oh, we used to pick up furniture from the street because we, you know, that's all that we had. And, you know, my parents would fight with each other if one spent 20 bucks on groceries because that was way more than we had allocated or budgeted for groceries. 
And so the immigrant in me is like, if they're going to offer me free champagne, you better damn right. I'm going to take it, <laughs> even though if I don't, I don't want to drink it. So we went, uh, my friends wanted some bags and I made it my personal mission to try and obtain an Hermes bag, specifically the Kelly. Now, if you don't know, Hermes is a luxury brand and they are probably most known for their leather bags, notably the Birkin or the Kelly, which you've probably seen on the arms of celebrities or politicians or models because it's, you know, in a sense, I guess, a status symbol. Hermes has done a very good job with their marketing and they've made it like this it bag, a highly coveted bag because of what they do with the secrecy around it and the scarcity of obtaining one of these bags. And I will tell you, I was legit obsessed. Like, I'm not exactly sure how it started because I'm not that type of girl or I'm not into luxury handbags. It's just never been a thing for me. But I'll tell you, once I had it in my head that I wanted this bag, I spent months literally months, probably even a better part of a year or maybe a year and a half researching the bag, the history, everything about it. I could tell you the various sizes, the different types of leathers, the colors, the how to tell an authentic from a fake, the where they get their different, where they source their leathers from. I consumed an incredible amount of content about it. Like, blog posts or YouTube videos and forum posts, everything. And it is safe to say that I went off the deep end. And just, and again, I don't really know what came over me. So when we went to Paris, I was like, I need to get this bag. So there's a few Hermes stores in Paris. The main flagship store has a kind of lottery system for leather appointments. Don't ask me. You can look it up. It's kind of wild. And there are some other smaller ones. And we couldn't get a leather appointment, and which was fine. And I had read some form posts that you could line up before one of the other smaller stores opened to try your luck there. So literally, I think on our final day in Paris, my friends went to go, you know, sightsee in a sense. And I the girl who loves to sleep in, I woke up super early and took the metro by myself to wait an hour, maybe more, maybe less. I don't even remember anymore, but I waited outside in the freezing Parisian cold. Like it was actually freezing, windy day outside of the Hermes store. By the time I got in, I was shivering so hard. I couldn't even take off my gloves or my hat. I couldn't talk because I was trembling so violently. And, you know, plus I had built this thing up in my head and I was anxious to be able to get a bag. And so I stumbled and fumbled and whatever, and it didn't happen. And I left Paris empty-handed, no Hermes bag in hand. And I've got to say, thank God it happened that way. Honestly, looking back now, I am so, so glad I didn't come away with one. And not only for the sake of my bank account, which, you know, it it was, it's a sizable price, but 
more so for what I'm going to tell you next. And I say the story is embarrassing, not necessarily because I did all these things or I waited in line for a handbag. Trust me, I have waited in lines, longer lines for tacos and dim sum, okay? That has nothing to do with it. We're New Yorkers. If it's good, we will wait in line for it. But looking back, I think of the woman I was, hoping that a fancy handbag would make her feel more complete. You know, I that I had put my self-worth, my personal and infinite power, not only in the hands of a stranger, just a sales associate who worked for the company, worked for the store, but also in a literal inanimate object, a handbag to give credibility to my existence, to make me feel better about the things that I was unhappy about. And looking back, I think this kind of all started when I was just starting to make the transition from my previous job in hospital medicine to palliative care, when I was so anxious and just riddled with stress to be like, am I really going to do this? Am I, I've been working and I have a steady job. I'm good at this. Am I really going to go back to training for something that I don't even know if I really like, if it's going to work out for me? You know, and then the stress of fellowship itself and kind of being a quote unquote brand new attending, even though I'd been my own boss, had been an attending before, but not in palliative care. I think all of that together was a big stress on my life. And I, I think subconsciously needed an outlet of some sort that I could control, that I, some sort of goal that I set for myself that I was like, you know, if I get this, then my life will be cool. It won't be in flux. Right. And I had already started actually in January, 2020, I had already started my current job working in palliative care. And don't get me wrong, I loved it. And yet I was still scrolling day in, day out on forums, looking up what the best way to quote unquote dress or present myself to these sales associates to increase my chances of getting a bag. Like what? Just honestly, sometimes I look back and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? And, you know, I realized that I had been lulled into this fantasy this dream that if I had the bag, that I'd be seen as someone, you know, as someone to be taken seriously, someone who had money and someone who had her shit together rather than the floundering mess that I felt like I actually was. And I I look back and I realize that I needed people to see me a certain way because otherwise I'd be left with my own thoughts and I feel like people would discover me as a fraud, you know, as if all of my accomplishments up until then were a fluke, as if I hadn't worked my ass off for it because I didn't fully believe in myself, fully believe in my power. And just think of all the energy that I expended, all the effort, all the time. I think about it too. Yeah, I certainly wasn't starting a podcast or 
trying to get a business off the ground or moving my life in the direction I really wanted to go. I realized that my example might be unrelatable to someone who has no interest in handbags, but I guarantee you the feelings I was having are universal to just being human. These feelings of inadequacy, of numbing my emotions and numbing the internal discomfort I was having by escaping into a world that seemed and felt easier than the one that I was living in by pretending I was someone I wasn't. And can you take a look at your life and think of what you're spending your precious time, energy, and effort on? What are you in search of? What do you desire? Is it an object? Is it a thing? Once you have that answer, I want you to ask yourself what your reasons are for wanting it. Is it because you truly want it and you love it for the right reasons? Or is it because you think you're supposed to have it because of your age, your social economic status, your job, your position in life? Do you, let's say, actually want kids or are you being pressured into having them? Do you really like your friends or do you feel like you have to be around them because you like how it makes you look? Do you truly love the person you're with or do they happen to check a bunch of boxes of traits that you arbitrarily at one point in your life said were important to you in a partner? We're taught that happiness lies outside of ourselves, that happiness is in having things, money, power influence, that it's in a bag, a watch, a fancy car, the penthouse apartment, that house with the wraparound porch, your goal weight, the latest piece of technology or making a certain amount of money, that you can find it in the quote-unquote right person if you just search hard enough or if you just go on enough dating apps. But what, when does it stop? What happens when we realize that that fleeting and false happiness that we get from using things or people or substances to fill a void, using those external factors to complete us rather than using it to complement an already incredible life? Because guess what? That Birkin collection your fancy cars, you can't take it with you when you die. Nothing stays with you. Nothing goes with you, at least not in the physical sense and as, you know, as far as we know. And why am I bringing this up now? So today, on the day that I'm recording this, is actually the first day of the Hermes sample sale in New York City. And it's open to the public I happen to be off, actually. It's a warm autumn day, and I could wait in line for hours to get a chance to buy these items at 50% off retail price. I wouldn't be freezing my toes off, and I certainly won't be shivering when I get inside. And I can guarantee you the me of last year would be preparing all week for it, figuring out at what ungodly hour in the morning I'd need to wake up to get there in time for the first wave or to be going inside or whatever it is. And 
I decided not to go. I didn't go at all because I'm not the person that I was a year and a half ago. I don't feel that deep desire that I once had in Paris that I need to go. I've been through the shit with COVID, with seeing so much death and suffering that I had panic attacks and I questioned my own mental sanity. I've had to address my own history of trauma with a therapist and I've worked on with coaches to reclaim my confidence and my own personal innate sense of self-worth. And that's why I keep hammering the importance of you and your role throughout this first 10 episodes, and I'm sure for many more episodes going forward, because the circumstances are otherwise the same. The temptation is there. Those handbags will probably will always be there. There's always going to be another sale. There's always going to be something that perhaps you might want. And I, I want this type of clarity and a self-awareness that I've had to work really hard to get in my life. And I hope that you can have it as well. Like I say in my intro, to filter out the noise, figure out what's important to us. And by the way, this episode isn't meant to drag anyone who likes luxury items or nice things. If you genuinely love it and it makes you happy, go wild. Okay. I, I mean, I have a couple of, I have a couple of bags myself. Do it for the right reasons, not because you want to impress someone who doesn't even know who you are, not because it's going to fill a void in your life because you're stumbling around or you feel stuck and you want to be able to have something that makes you feel a little bit of happiness. But in the end, it's a fleeting sense. And after that initial rush, you're right back to where you are, to that discomfort. And then you know, you find another thing to focus on and then it, and then the cycle just repeats in a vicious kind of way. It might make you happy temporarily, but once that novelty fades off, what are you left with? You're left with the next thing you need to buy that you have to own because some multi-million dollar corporation's marketing team told you you need it. That's, that's just not sustainable. And ultimately, it's just not healthy for your well-being. So I hope by sharing a little bit of my journey that I can help you with yours to take a step back and look at what your motivations are for doing the things that you're doing, where you're spending your time, your energy, your effort, you know, for me, I still think that the Kelly bag is a lovely and a quality handbag. And, you know, I might get one at some point in the future. But now, through all the work that I've done with the help of people, therapists, coaches, I know that if I do, it'll be for the right reasons, not because I'm trying to make my life better by filling a void. And, you know, life is hard. It's everyday life is hard. And not to mention the pandemic and everything we've gone through in the past year and a half. But there is something to be said about the difference between doing something intentionally to escape 
versus doing it because you don't realize that you're reverting to certain habits or tendencies to cope with the stress of living. You know, the scrolling social media when things are boring or eating what we're not supposed to when things feel stressful, resorting to substances when we get anxious, shopping when things are so haywire and the only thing you feel like you can control is the money that leaves your wallet and the things that you get in return for the exchange of currency. There's no shame in wanting to step back from that at all. I'm not trying to, I guess, say anything negative about that. But I think what I realized is the subconscious things that I was doing and learning that self-awareness and being able to then catch myself and say, oh, I am scrolling for counter stools. I've been doing that for the past three hours because I don't like the feeling of fear that I get when I want to try to record a new podcast episode or write an article that scares the shit out of me. And that's what I'm trying to get at is the self-awareness, the ability to identify what we're doing in our day-to-day lives to either confront or escape or run away from certain things that make us feel uncomfortable. Things like death, you know, that death is one of the most uncomfortable topics and things to talk about, to think about. But when we do, when we do think about it and talk about it in a way that's constructive, we can learn so much from it and it can frame our lives in a way that's actually really beneficial. And I can guarantee you that on my deathbed at the end of my life, when I'm thinking back on this Paris trip that I went on with my friends, I'm not going to be thinking about the bags or the things that we bought or didn't buy. I'm going to be thinking about the experiences that I had with my two best girlfriends walking around the city, laughing it up and having wine at dinner while we, you know, ate escargot and bone marrow and all the cheese, really just all, all the cheese and, you know, getting desserts and macarons and all of these things. That's what matters. That's what people look back on when it's their time. All this other stuff, it's just superfluous. It adds a little bit of color to our life, but is it the whole painting? Is that what our canvas is going to be when we look back? So I hope that helps. You may or may not have something in your life that resembles my story of the quest, I guess, for the Kelly bag, but I hope that it shines a little bit of light on the things that you may or may not be doing subconsciously. And I hope it just brings a little bit more awareness to your life. And as always, have a wonderful day. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And I'll see you on the next one. 
That was our show for today. Thank you so much for allowing us to spend some time together. If you like what you heard and you haven't already, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and write a review. You can follow us on Instagram at PurposeFilter and on our website, PurposeFilter.com. Join me next time for another episode, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.